welcome back guys this is two girls on the mic i am miss she talks this is two girls on the mic um lala i forgot who i was for a minute honestly <laughs> i saw I a glazed look in your so eye so tired guys i'm fighting this today but i'm gonna fight it for you welcome back welcome time. back right we're so this back. is season two episode three and um, we're going to go straight in with what's been going on recently, La. Um, we're going to talk about the Brits because obviously that was on Definitely yesterday. have to talk about the Brits. I missed the, like, I missed half of it. I only caught the end of it due to work. But um, I'm kind of pissed that I missed the beginning of it because I really like Hugh Jackman. I love Wolverine. Oh, was he on it? Yeah, because he's in that show, called, that movie called This Is The the greatest shows that was called and there's a song that he sings in it he plays like a ringmaster mm-hmm. and it goes this is the greatest show and I, <laughs> and I was like there's some of the songs in this are banging and um, what's her name zendaya coleman's in it wait but did he get a grammy for that is that why he was there no he was he opened the show because you know he's he does oh, right. um, musical theater as yeah, well yeah so yeah. obviously he's shown his musical prowess okay and i think that single i think it must it, they released it and I think it's done really well in the charts. Oh. So we opened the show. Oh, right. I like missed that bit. And I missed all of that. And I really, I enjoy, actually enjoyed the movie. I watched it the other day. Yeah. And um, yeah, he opened it with that. Hugh Jackman's bad. Like, how do you be like a song and dance man and Wolverine? <laughs> There's a scene in that movie. Which, which, which movie, X, X-Men movie is it? It's about him. Like, it's his movie, Wolverine. It focuses on like, you know, how Wolverine came to be mm-hmm. and how he got those metal knives and everything. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene in it where like he is like in a coma in this like this um, tank filled with loads of water mm-hmm. and like they're pumping the iron in him so his knives can go from wooden mm-hmm. to metal things. Mm-hmm. And they think he's sleeping, but they can hear all the bad man. He can hear all the bad mind things that they're saying about him. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he just wakes up and goes, Rah! and his muscles are like, <laughs> It's very animalistic. I don't know. I think that's why I like it really. So yeah, he jumps out. So yeah, I missed that. That's my only thing. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't see that bit either. I was mainly watching because I hoped to see one of my friends in the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna be like, yeah, crowd surfing. I know her. That was gonna be like my bragging rights. So um, I kind of just had it on in the background, but it looked kind of like a lit show. I saw. Little Mix up in the mix. I didn't really like their mm. performance, to be Did honest Didn't Miss with Banks you. open, open, yeah, open for them. Their song that they've got with um, Nicki Minaj, I think she sung the verse. Yeah, she, she, was, she was, she was, she um, was, she performed with them. That's a nice look for her. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, but th- them, I just. Whatever. I did see when um, the host, what's his name? Jack Whitehall. Yeah. Was interviewing them. I don't even remember last year's show Mm-mm. where he kind of mocked. I didn't watch um, so Jessie, is that her name? One of the girls in the group. Okay. She did this really weird Jamaican accent on this on this TV show because they asked her to do it and it just sounded bananas. Right. So that obviously that took off and it went viral. So everyone was mocking her. Mm. So I think he mocked her last year about it and she didn't look too pleased about it. And then mm. this year, he was like, don't worry, I'm not going to start on you today. <laughs> but she, she looked relieved. But it was funny. He was really good. I really enjoyed him. I Some people don't was, like him. I thought he was, um, I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was funny. Some of his jokes, definitely landed yeah um, i learned a new word uh, from him <laughs> he was talking about um 
He said he ordered some. He said, "Can I have some drinks over to this table?" Yeah, for, I can't remember the guy. And he said, "Yeah, apocalash." And Apoc- I just thought that just sounds like that. No, they're gonna get <laughs> lashed, right. isn't it? Proper drunk. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. "That says what? It, that means what it says on the tin." So that was funny. Um, yeah, I thought he was quite good. But then sometimes when I just see people like that get those gigs, I think. Mm. Is it what is there nobody else? It's just got to be that to Ricky kind and Melvin? of. Why do they keep pushing them to the side? All but that's the time? what I mean. It's always it always it follows. Me a lot. Um, it's about a, time, man. It, it always follows the same kind of you know cookie cutter mm. white male kind of. If they there's no one somebody, else. There's just there's, no one else, right? Yeah. It's just open it up a bit. Let's diversify. I know, man. So don't just say the word. Be the word. Be. Th- <laughs> <laughs> right (laughs) so um yeah but all in all the ceremony that lit people looked like they had fun Mm. um i loved beyonce and jay-z oh yeah let's talk about it (laughs) i like their little acceptance portion i thought it was quite subversive to have Mm. the picture of um megan markle on her own yeah we say there was no harry no harry else not one side of a royal family But looking um, very regal, looking like mm. a princess or a queen, tiaraed or crowned up. So that imagine was, that was actually on the Daily Mail comments. They must have lost uh-huh. them. That's if they. That's if they. That's if they were even what, bright what, enough what to mean? pick up on it. She's she's not our queen. She's, she's, no. What do you mean? Oh my gosh! These people. They just, they just come here. They they take our jobs. They take our royalty. What else? What else? You know what? That's even if they were if they were kind of um, quick witted enough to to kind of spot it. And also, but I also think it's it was also not just a nod to them kind of um, bigging up um, Megan in that kind yeah. of obvious way, but also you know Americans. They are kind of, um, they're like really into royalty. They like think they it's do. A big I think thing. they like it more than what we do. Of course they do. Of they course love they it. do. Yeah. They're the ones that come over here as tourists yeah. and want to go and visit the palaces and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I think mm. they are, I think they are super hyped about um, Megan's position. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. American. So mm. she's one of them and she's, um, she's gotten into this, um, this family. So I think you know, they are like really super stoked. Whereas we're just like, yo, Harry, Harry picked well. Harry, <laughs> Harry knows the thing. <laughs> He's been you about. Know? That's Harry. He was like, yeah, that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm, that's what it is. Changing up the things. Harry's a, Harry's a chip off the old block. You know, people, people know that Charles. I still think. That- oh, stop it. <laughs> He's not. The Come on, get out. No. Come on, stop that. She has a man. Stop I don't know how you're going to ignore the obvious. No, no. <laughs> He's Charles's boy, Harry. Whatever, man. He's Charles's He's boy. Charles has only got one picnic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> stop. Sorry, I don't blame Diana. Stop it now. <laughs> stop it. You, 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 you sound like a royalist. You sound no. like a <laughs> Look, I got a I lot mean, of you time. You got them royal plates in it with their faces on it, innit? <laughs> no, but this we have the shows like have, this is the good stuff. We did have. I remember when I was young. I don't know where it is now, but we did have a mug, um, <laughs> a teacup rather, um, in my house celebrating the wedding of Charles and Diana. Charles and Diana. Oh my yeah, god! Had them on Proper royalist. My mum was. A <laughs> that was my mum. <laughs> But no, I I always liked Diana. I've said before yeah. on this show, I've got a lot of time for William and Harry. But you know, oh, the royalty. Was, I do that? as well. 
know, but you know, facts are facts. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, and also shouts out to the Black Men Don't Cheat movement. Big up to Tristan. What's his name? Thompson, and you know, really putting it out there and just showing. Wasn't he having showing. a, se- a sevensome the other day? Oh, listen, my man's just having his cake and eating it and just moving about mad. Like, what is going on? Do you know what though? I read a comment on social media. <laughs> Um, because it was under a post on a really popular um, page, um, a shady page um, in the US, and they had showed what Chloe had been posting. So obviously Chloe Kardashian is the mother of Tristan's, I think it's his last child. I don't know if another one's come after that. I don't think so, no. Okay, so, right. So Tristan... um, um Tristan's last child they have a daughter together and so she was yeah so she was posting little quotes of um something you know foolishness turning your back on the one who loved you then uh, you can say you broke me all that kind of crap (sighs) then someone some sort of um picture with a tear and all that sort of stuff and then someone wrote in the comments (laughs) This is what this is what Kim did to Alexis. It this is. is what uh, Kylie did to China. This is like reeling off yeah. hashtag facts. I was like, I was laughing out loud. I didn't want to laugh at you know. Family I'm not laughing is at Chloe's just, misfortune. No, I'm not. But they're just something else. I'm just like I don't. Why do we know this? I don't care. Like I don't care. It's like you made your bed and now you need to lie in and it. And you made it on social media right. as well. And let's so let, let's not forget you took. Well, you didn't take anybody. You can't actually take anyone. But I'm pretty sure, like, remember Trina, the rapper, was her friend, and at one point they were. She was seeing. Oh French, yeah, she French, said. French she said you did it to French. You did it to Trina with French. That yeah. was another one of the. So all of quoted. that. So leave, leave us alone with this. Like, yeah. please don't stay off your IG. Stay off. You stop begging sympathy. Right. Because you knew what the what the case was. And as for your sister Kim talking about, she's going to sue people for copying her style. Oh, please. I think. But no, she's not saying copying her style. She's saying copying the styles of dresses she wears from from actual designers. But it's like, but what, that's not what, what that's you not your, do, yeah, What were exactly, you not doing? But when you not were doing clothes, you right. were ripping off black designers left, right and centre. And there were receipts for that. Listen, there's... um. Gosh. So Chloe has her own label called... um. Was it Good Morning America? Good, Good, Good America. America. Mm. And there's a girl that actually... um runs her own company called Bedazzled. It's a black owned company. So Mm. what she does is she makes like really beautiful kind of like lingerie and tights and like hosiery Mm. and bikinis. And she like customizes them with crystals and stuff like that. So she basically exposed Chloe, I think maybe last year Mm. for her stylist getting in contact with her saying, oh, we really love your stuff. But this is all allegedly, I have to say allegedly, but she's got the receipts. So Mm. clearly I think there's some truth to it. But yeah, she was like, you know, we really love your stuff. I want to order like a large order. She's like, oh, great. Really excited. Sent her the order. She said next thing she knew, she looked on like good America, good America, yeah, and they copied it exactly. So she basically called them out. So now, when Kim is out there literally saying, Oh, I'm gonna start suing these lesser known brands for copying, what? What? What's your business? What? What? What's your business? Do you want Kim? us to go through the list of things that you've copied and actually she, made a bunch of money off? You can shut up. Who she's, how, or who she's suing because it's not like your companies design. like Fashion Nova. 
I know, but the thing is, she she recently wore a dress by Thierry Mugler. Yeah. And then Fashion Nova came out with one which was pretty mm. much identical to it. But who, Kim, you don't own Thierry Mugler. You don't mm. own the you don't own the copyright in that dis, that yeah. dress design. Like what? What are you gonna mm. be doing? Like why are you even talking? Just just sit there back. Was, <laughs> there was another dress that she pulled from her archive that she said that Kanye had designed for. It wasn't a dress. It was a gold swimsuit mm. and kind of like a gold long skirt, which has a bit of ruching on the side. Mm. So you know what I mean? When you wear a swimsuit, and you tie it like a sarong thing. It was mm. that kind of style there. Mm. And she had posted the caption saying, hi guys, please could you just let me just um, wear this again before you start to copy it? So if you know you're going to post it and if you know it's going to be copied shortly after that, then what what are you doing? Like you, you don't have about? to post it, Kim. You can just keep it right. in your little file right. and just have it there yeah. like that. Right. She's annoying. She is annoying. The whole family do my freaking brain <laughs> in. They really do. But if you want some joke, listen to Black China's mom, Tokyo Tony, talking about the whole Tristan thing. That had me in tears. Oh, did she? Yeah, she's funny. She's so entertaining. I can imagine her going she's in so though, on that she's scenario. Tristan, I could have told you. Gosh. <laughs> I bet she's got some stories. She should just write a damn book, man. I'd, I'd buy it. Uh, you know, and the thing is, what they, the, you know, it's an old saying, but the way you get them is the way you lose oh, them. Listen. So, so there you go. So, Chloe. Sorry, Chloe. I don't m- wish you misfortune, but sometimes when you make dumb decisions just willy-nilly and thinking you can change a man just because of, I don't know, whatever reason, mm. it just doesn't work. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, just, you know, look after your picnic and... I'm sounding like my mum lately. I need to stop saying things like look after your picnic. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really do. I can't help it though. Like look after your picnic. <laughs> after your picnic. So you're going to be coming in there one day with my nighty and one, one two. <laughs> my and a bonnet. And a bonnet. <laughs> Sitting there like making audios to, you know, all the Jamaican patty and a bullet cake or something. But anyway, let's move on. Uh-huh. Let's get to the, let's get to the, the meat and potatoes of today's show meat and potatoes do it man (sighs) the meat and potatoes oh dear (laughs) (laughs) oh my god what what in the what Jessie, why did you do it? Go up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Why? I don't want to make no jokes about this because actually this story is actually very disturbing to oh, me. Oh, the story on all the story levels is is wild. and it's actually still developing. Like I'm still, I feel like I'm still in the dark because I feel like I need to hear more from Jussie. All I've heard is reports from, obviously sources like TMZ and yeah. the Chicago PD. Yeah. Them two I don't trust. I feel like TMZ been overfeeling themselves for years ever since they were the first people to jump on the Michael Jackson story. But that's yeah. the next thing yeah. altogether. <clears throat> and the Chicago Police Department, I don't trust you from... I don't trust you because you've got previous... We still, you know... We still ain't got R. Kelly out of here. So I would like you to use the same energy that you're using to jump all over this Jussie story. To Honestly. To R. Kelly out, given the fact that there's yet another tape. But we're not going to go into that again because we spent far too much time talking about that dirty bungle. Yeah. And also, um, 
you know, is it Laquan McDonald, that young man that was shot like four times mm-hmm, in the back? Mm-hmm. You covered that up as well. Like for, you look for, for, ages. for the longest amount of time and then you got off with that. Like we could literally go down the list of the history of that dodgy police department. So obviously like most, like a lot of people, when I first heard this story, which will, we haven't really, you know. Yeah, like, let's go gonna, into it. I'm yeah. just going to... Um, I was just trying to get up up. the the info for the dates. But essentially, if anybody watches um, Empire, um, it it is Empire, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there is, there are three sons of um, Taraji P. Henson and Terrence Howard's characters. characters. Cookie Um, and Lucius Lion. Cookie and Lucius. So they have three sons, one of which is called Jamal. Mm. And that is played by an actor called Jussie Smollett. Yeah. Now he's got, he's got some, some, um, siblings in the business as well, yeah, hasn't yeah. he? One is um, Journey Smollett, who I think is an amazing actress, actually. She was in, have you ever watched Ava's Bayou? No. She was in that opposite um, Megan Good and right. Samuel Jackson. It's a right. really good mo- movie. If you haven't watched it, check it out. It's okay. quite good. So, um, sh- so he he is, um, he is, the si- he is a sibling of them. He's an actor. Yeah. He is, is, is he also a musician? Yeah, he is. Right, so he's also a musician and he um, reported at some point this year, he reported at some point this year that he had been in Chicago um, late night coming Mm. out of a Subway, a restaurant called Subway, and he had been jumped by two males. Mm. He described them as, as, I think he described them as white males. But in, in any event, he said that there were two males yeah. wearing Make America Great Again hats who um, called him racial slurs and also homophobic slur- slurs, put a noose around his neck, poured bleach on him or some kind of corrosive substance yeah. and also beat him up. Yep, that's Okay, so he reported that to the police. And so um, there was... A huge kind of outcry, a huge reaction on social media. So many celebrities were saying how horrific this thing was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we stand with Jesse. Putting his there was a, that on the day the timeline was just yeah, full of nice, images yeah. of him in the in the way that it is when things occur with involving people. Um, and in the background, though, admittedly, there were a number of people saying. This story don't make this, sense. This, this don't sound right. <laughs> this does not sound yeah, right. Yeah, because I don't know if you're aware, right about now, Chicago is going through one of its worst snowstorms like, in history. It's like minus, what, 20 or something ridiculous like that. So mm. it's it's proper cold. And this incident with Jesse Hep happens at like two o'clock in the morning while he was walking the streets looking for... Um, um, a subway sandwich mm-hmm. and I think around about that time they were literally warning people not to go out in the weather if you didn't have to like even breathing in the air yeah could literally shut down one of your lungs because right. it was that cold so what was you doing so out? what was you doing out then? yeah 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 so so the story then develops he no first of all Jussie is is hospitalized for a bit but he releases like a sort of statement saying that he's okay and he will address the incident as soon as he is able, but he is going to talk about mm-hmm. it. He was not holding back. He is going to talk about it. And just to add some context, <laughs> apparently some weeks beforehand, he had received a threatening letter yeah. to him on the set of Empire. Okay, so... um 
he gets out of hospital. He goes on Good Morning America. Big, big interview. Mm. Talking about it. Saying, you know, how awful it was. And how he... Re- Listen. <laughs> if you see the interview... Is it bad? He is... He is going for gold. He just wants him to be caught. (laughs) He is... Listen, La, if he's not a good actor on Empire, he show enough was a good actor in that interview. You know, fighting back tears and all that kind of stuff. Like, he went in. He gave a performance. So, saying, you know, this happened to him... And, you know, he, he, he's disappointed about people who, who, who disbelieve it. He was there. He knows what happened. Okay, so development number one mm. was that. Oh, wait, we're going to go past the gay two-pack. Oh, see, out. I don't know. You tell me about that because <laughs> so, I've just heard that and I don't know about that So bit. basically, after the assault, uh-huh. I think he had some bookings, like, because obviously he's a singer who performs mm-hmm. and he had some bookings somewhere and he mm-hmm. went to his performance did his performance then after the performance while he was on stage he was like I just want to clarify a few things Mm -hmm. and he basically said okay this happened Mm -hmm. this didn't happen Mm -hmm. so he Mm -hmm. said my ribs wasn't broken by I had um, bruises Mm -hmm. and this was a fact but this isn't a fact so just clearing up because there were lots of things that people were like that we weren't clear on so (laughs) he was like well this is this happened but this isn't the case this is the case but this This isn't the case case, okay fine and then and then he was like yeah and I fought back and then he was like because I'm like the gay two-pack and I was like okay that's too much that was too much so I didn't even I just thought just Typical American as you're riding to say, too much of a wave. Given the razzle dazzle, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like a bit of, I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And I just kind of just left it as it was. Right. So I didn't know about yeah. that bit. So that really is TT, and that's team too much in the wake <laughs> of a so-called homophobic racist yeah. attack. Why are you out here? I'm the I'm the gate to like what is all and of I that? fought back and I was like okay cool so we now, just left now you it. look like you're looking for some clout and then yeah and then we move on and then story just keeps developing yes. and developing so what happened was um they the this the um Chicago Police Department who were obviously tasked with um investigating this matter were trawling through CCTV in the area. So they found the CCTV of two men walking around the area. Okay. It was shown to, to, to Jesse and it was shown to him actually in his interview as well. And he said, yes, those are the two men. Mm. And it was like, how do you know they're the two men? And he was like, I know I was there. Yeah. Those are the two men. But plot twist, those two men were fully and properly identified as two brothers. Yeah. A, I think Abel and Ola, Nigerian brothers. Mm. Um, and they were arrested. Right. Okay. Then it turns out that one of them has links to, both of them have links to him. One's his personal trainer, mm. I think on the set of Empire, and one's also acted as um, an extra on yeah. Empire. <clears throat> so they're brought in by the police. Mm. Duh, duh, duh. Plot twist, they're released. Mm. And the police re- re- um, release a statement saying the investigation has taken a new turn. Right. And these two men are assisting with the investigation. Cool, right. Right. So that's when I'm like, What's because <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I'm going here because this don't make no, this right really don't make no sense. No sense. Right. No. Carry on, show You're doing well. You're doing so, well. <laughs> you know how to tell a good story. <laughs> so, right. So, so now they are released. Chicago PD are releasing 
you know, sources, um, no, saying that these men are helping with the investigation. Then we start getting news reports that sources say, you know, all that kind of talk. Sources say yeah. that the men have said that Jussie paid them to attack him. Mm-hmm. Sources say that this has been a setup from the beginning. Sources say this is all Jussie's big plan. So then they found, I think there was some further investigation. They found some CCTV of the two brothers in some kind of hardware store buying masks, buying yeah. rope, buying the whole kit and caboodle yeah. that was eventually lo- used in the attack. And it's like, okay, they don't seem to be making any effort to even hide their identity in that video. Mm-mm-mm. You know, what's going on? So major, major now. So so J- um, Jussie engages um, a criminal lawyer and they release a statement of denial on his behalf saying it is true he was attacked and he will he will continue to say he was attacked and stand in his truth right. <laughs> well whilst he's standing in his truth oh lord the police issued a summons for his arrest oh lord so it just gets worse it's been so but like when i heard that i was like Oh, oh. This is literally every day a new piece new of information. When you wake up, it's a new Jussie smile at this, Jussie smile at that. It just got worse and worse and worse. And I think what was annoying a lot of people, me in particular, is that I felt like the Chicago Police Department weren't getting a hold of kind of containing the information. Mm. And it, it kept saying, a source says, okay, yeah. what source what is this? Source? Unless the source is the <laughs> Chicago source? PD. To mm. me, I'm like, I can't pay attention to this until I hear it properly from the people who are suspecting Jussie, as we now know, is the Chicago Police Department. Right. But I don't, sometimes that's like a deliberate ploy to kind of make the table shift a bit and maybe put a, a bit of pressure yeah. on yeah. Jussie yeah. to come forward yeah, and definitely. say what it is that we suspect of you doing. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just going to keep leaking little bits yeah. of information so eventually you crack. Yeah. That's yeah, that, what sometimes, I, I think. I think that is sometimes a tactic. So at, so right at the moment, he's now been charged. Jussie's been charged with filing a false police report. Um, and also police say that the letter mm. that was received that letter at Fox is mad. Studio... <laughs> was sent by himself he sent a racist oh letter to i know how cringe have like, you seen the actual letter it looks like it was written in crayon no but i said and then it had cut out letters i said i didn't know the bad guys actually do, do stuff that. like that in, i thought that was just wait, in the movie in big b 2019 let's just sit here and just gonna cut around i'm gonna use right? a stencil and like that oh. is a hive for like dna activity i, just, I thought they'll just send one one email i was just like oh my god this is so bizarre Right, so basically, he um, has been ordered to appear in court and ordered to surrender his passport and ordered to submit a bond of $10,000. I think that would secure his his bail effectively. Um, And the... You know, the police superintendent of the Chicago police force have said that Jussie took advantage of the pain and anger of racism to promote his career. So this, 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 this really is kind of the low point of it, Mm. that Jussie is a black gay man in America. Mm. So he belongs to two groups of people who often are silenced, belittled, but even more so, face attacks just because of who they are yeah like the the um 
the gay community or the LGBT community and the black community um, facing attacks because of who they are. And he specifically wove, mm. if this is right, what he's done, <laughs> he specifically wove those things into the narrative of mm. this false mm. attack. Mm. And that, oh mm. man, that's Do you know the saddest thing out of all of this? Either way you look at this story, whether you believe it's true or whether you believe it's false. Mm. And this and this is what's making me feel like I'm not I'm not reveling in this story. There's a no. lot of people out there who are reveling in Jesse's downfall. And to me, whatever way you look at it, if he's telling the truth, it's awful. Mm. If he's lying, it's still awful. Mm. So for me, if you're reveling in it, mm. there's something slightly wrong with you as mm. well because if we're really looking at the serious nature of this, you need to understand that there's a history behind, you know, white supremacists actually doing things like this. I know people are saying, it's really hard to believe. I'm like, is it really? If yeah. you look at the history of America, if you look at the pe the history of black people being attacked, yeah. do we need to talk about Emmett Till? Do we need to talk about Stephen Lawrence? Do we need to talk about these people? Mm. No, it happens. Just the other day, we had a whole grown white man by the name of Liam Neeson talking about how he was able to stalk the streets for 10 days, mm -hmm. not to hurt a black person, to but to kill, kill any random black person. Mm. So for me, when I... I'm saying that I, d I distrust the Chicago Police Department mm -hmm. is because they've had previous. I don't know of just Jesse's previous. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, he's not done anything like this before. I don't know him personally, obviously. Mm -hmm. I don't know the Chicago Police Department personally, mm -hmm. but I know from you know their record and what yeah. they've done, not even in the last 20 years. We can go back as little as five years if yeah. you want to yeah you know so for me i'm like please don't revel in this story too much this is nothing to be gleeful about a lot of people, a ha -ha, <laughs> right i got you moment do you know what i mean and you know in 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 the footsteps of some of these um tweets that are going around a lot of people are acting like they've never been right in an argument before right. and it's starting to show yeah. they're so <laughs> happy to just be it's just gleeful yeah they're I just, so I don't gleeful like that, ha -ha, and that um, i was right it was a lie but you know that, that scooby-doo meme mm. where he's like oh you know the ways in the um the white sheet and right. then he's wrapped in the this is jesse the rope yeah, yeah with his face superimposing it the words maga on there as well like even that like do you, if you do your history do you know that there are actual cartoons and illustrations and drawings and photographs of black people literally lynched mm. like that as well and you lot have turned it into a meme for this like this is really I, I, for me it's distasteful because this actually happens like don't be posting shit like this because you're just adding to the narrative yeah. and actually being dismissive of the history of what has happened to black people being killed like that yeah please yeah let's not do this i think you're right and i think also it is you know the revelry about this person um, perhaps if it, if it if it's right being caught out in his lie almost you know where keep that same energy for when it we need people yeah. we need people does. being caught out in their lives we need officers like darren wilson yeah. who get to kill mike brown and start talking about oh he was superhuman he was like mm. a hulk coming towards me let them get caught out in a yeah, lie yeah. when this when the chicago police department what was that guy's name was it laquan laquan um Mac mcdonald something like yeah. that the one that they shot in the back yeah. when he was running away do you know how long that was covered up for yeah like keep the same energy for when they get caught in yeah. life in those huge like societal impacting lies mm. this is 
this is this has only got the hoopla about it because he's in the media. Yeah, yeah. that's really it. Because to be honest, see, um, up and down the land, there are false accusations being made everywhere on both sides yeah. by people of all colours. So it's you know somebody even said they wish that the the, the same press interest had been there when it was about the Laquan um, uh, case, this when it was about it. when it's about the R Kelly case, mm. when it's about some of those horrific incidences that have that have happened in Chicago. Where is that same energy? We're we're giving so much of it to. This one dude being caught out in some kind of, if if it's real that he has lied, some kind of attention-seeking, yeah. nonsensical lie. Right, that's bad. Mm. Full stop, period. That's bad. I'm not even going to try and defend it. But the amount, like you said, the amount of revelry mm. about being so happy that you're right, that I knew that story sounded dodgy. Man, you sound like you sound like you ain't never won a bet before. Yeah, you you sound like you ain't got nothing going on with, for you before. And now we've got that orange fool <laughs> tweeting about it. It's like out of all the cases in history, why don't you tweet about when you falsely claimed that the Central Park Five had raped that woman, and you actually used your whole strength and might of a billionaire to literally persecute not one not two but not three but four but five young black teens mm -hmm. why don't you tweet about that because you still haven't apologized to them mm -hmm. so you need to keep shut your mouth you've got a country to run how about that one of the things um one of the things that the um police superintendent did say and i just want to see if, if 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 this holds true or if it's mm. not just a little bit of um a little bit of hyperbole, but he said that um, the hoax, Jussie's hoax, may deter future hate crime victims from coming forward for fear that their allegations may be met with scepticism. I don't think that would be that's, the case. That's not true. No. Because you know what will make mm. them think that their reports of true crimes will will be met with scepticism is the actual scepticism mm. <laughs> that Jussie's allegation drew mm -mm. because rightly or wrongly it's, it's and it's a point that you've already made and I don't think it's going to get better by repetition mm. but I'm saying that rightly or wrongly we know that some crazy ish happens out in America even mm. on our own streets, like you said, the Liam Neeson thing. Mm. Imagine if you you had some dude and he said, you know what? I stepped on Liam Neeson's toes <laughs> accidentally, like one time, 10 mm. years ago, whenever it was. And my man hooked me up and said, he's going to kill me. I mm. just managed to get away. We'd all be sitting here saying, what, Liam Neeson, the yeah, film yeah, star? Yeah. Of course Can't, he did. Yeah, Never. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It's the scepticism itself <laughs> that, that allegations draw that deters people. Not the fact that somebody's lying and, yeah, and actually yeah. they've been caught out in their lie that's not i mm. think that's that's kind of turning it on its head and that's failing to see and understand why it is the actual victims real victims of any kind of assaults but especially sexual assaults and yeah. again it's something that we've discussed here don't come forward mm -hmm. that's 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 the real that's issue here it, yeah. and here's this statement i'm glad that we kind of discussed it because i just think it completely misses the point yeah. of that there is, there is a problem with victims wanting to come forward, but it's got nothing to do with fake victims mm. reporting shit. And it's then, to do with people just not believing you. Yeah. So even if the story was true, absolutely, you st he would still have this amount of skepticism. Yeah. It yeah. really wouldn't matter, and that's to matter what either puts way. People off. Yeah, and until we address that, 
that is going to keep putting past and unfortunately mm. future victims off coming forward. Have you seen that movie um, Training Day with Denzel Washington? Oh, of course. Right. So there's a great line in it that he says, it's like, it's not about, I think he says, I'll probably get this a little bit wrong, but he said, it's not about guilt or innocent. It's about what you can prove. Mm-hmm. So th- th- to me, this is what this story kind of illustrates. It's like, whether or not he's guilty or innocent, it really doesn't matter. But if I can prove one way or the other, mm-hmm. then that is that is the case. That is fact. That is it. And that's what happened. Yeah. So that being said, Jussie, boy, I don't know how you're going to get out of this one, boy. I hope you've got an amazing attorney and you've got some piece of information there that is just so amazing. It's just going to blow everyone out of the water. But what could be the theory? Because we were discussing this yesterday. Oh, the fairies. (laughs) So I was saying that, could it be that... Let's talk about the Nigerian brothers because them two... I'm wondering if... If mate, because remember, one of them is supposed to have been his trainer. Right now, there's talk of him having received a check mm. from Jussie mm. for an amount of money. So I'm wondering, could it be that they have attacked him, mm. but he hasn't planned it? Mm. But now they are using their contacts that they have had with him in the past telephone like records of telephone calls and stuff to try and maybe build their own defense and say no he made us do it yeah and using maybe that check could have been in the scope of personal training could be and the phone calls could be in the scope of friendship so they you know they might have had a, a friendship such that he would he would tell them where he was mm. so they might have said oh jesse like where are you and yeah, he could have been yeah. like yeah man i'm just out looking for a subway <laughs> and they're like to the other cool brother, we'll meet you <laughs> <laughs> like you say it. can you think of any way in which maybe there can be another plot twist mm. and well the police did say we do have an actual physical check mm-hmm. made out to I don't know which, but I can't remember brothers, which brother said right? one brother, but you're right. That could be personal training money. Cause mm-hmm. I was like 3,200. It's not that much. Mm. And if someone was asking me to like pretend to be like a mega support and then come around the corner and attack me, mm-hmm. I want to hit a lot more than 3,200 right? pounds. Do you know what I mean? So that's, that's like, obviously I'm not, we're not saying that the story is true or untrue. We're just giving, <laughs> we're just throwing possible scenarios. <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's that. And also as well, I think I've said this to you so many times. I'm very confused as to why the police would choose to let these two guys go. If yeah, they've actively said, yes, we did this because mm. now you're co-conspirators. What mm. they've actually done is a crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now they've, just said it's almost like okay thank you for that information mm. pat you on the back and you can now go off yeah well, what? there's two there's Ooh. two i think there's two ways that i'm kind of trying to see how it is that they may not have been arrested arguably yeah the crime is the conspiracy i.e the criminal agreement to do what Jesse's done, which is to to wait to file a false report, yeah, yeah, and something like that. But maybe the police are saying that they haven't got enough mm. to show that the two participated in that part of the act. So right. they have participated in the assault on Jesse, mm. but it's Jesse alone who has then decided to go forward. And, and make waste a report. the police time. Right, okay. Right? So they, that might be one reason why they haven't been charged. Or it might be the other thing that you floated, which mm. was 
it might be to, again, this whole thing of creating pressure, mm. not charging these <coughs> ones because then by keeping the brothers mm. uncharged and that kind of that, that maybe that threat of charge mm. hanging over their heads, they're going to cooperate. They're going to spill the beans. They're right. going to tell you what you need to know. Yeah. And Jussie, the big fish mm. gets fried. Mm. So it might be that. I'm likely to believe that it's last that last scenario mm. that you gave. They could yeah. have threatened them with all. We could deport you from the country. Right. We could do this. We could do that. Of course, they're going to cooperate, right? It's a crazy yeah. story, though. So I think this is what I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think. Actually, let me not put it out there because I really don't know. And this is it. And this is why the police really aggravate me so much the pe- people in general have so much distrust for you that even if you're in the right you're still wrong because yeah. you do so much fuckery to people yeah. especially oppressed groups yeah. that we still at, we don't we doubt you all the time yeah. and that is that is actually the same phenomena that you find over here and it, you know i've said it before when we're discussing not necessarily on just on this forum, but in other places where mm. these conversations come up about um, communities and how they respond to policing. And especially when there are serious crimes um, afflicting people from particular communities. And then you have um, the police saying, oh, the community is not cooperating with us. But you don't seem to realise you can't be treating people like shit. Yes, and exactly. Then, you know, when... when they they actually do need your service they're looking at you and eyeing you with suspicion they are scared to come through come through to you or open up to you because of the relationship that you've set before which is that you treat them like shit you talk to them anyhow in the street you kick down their doors mm. you you know you 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 harass them in the street so that's you're right that's that is a big thing and that is why there are still a lot of people saying um I, I, listen, I need to. Uh, this story needs to play all the way out yeah. before I can rely Actually, on what the Chicago Police Department are saying. Um, just kind of, we need to wrap this up because we've got another big topic to talk about. But um, this actually might be might be a blessing in in disguise for Jussie because at this point, obviously, he's been arrested now. Mm. Now it's like, okay, everything has to come out. Your side is, essentially hasn't been told. Mm. We've heard lip service from other people, mm. so it might work in his favor. Mm. I think people are actively waiting for him to speak yeah. and say, what is going on? Yeah. I think Tyler Perry said something yeah. recently about he spoke to him and he continues to deny it. So mm. yeah, but we need to, we need to hear it from you. Jesse. Yeah, exactly. Jesse. So Jesse, <laughs> good luck, man. I don't know how you're going to deal with this, but oof, Lord, it's not a nice position to be in. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. We've got to talk about, things going on in this country here mm-hmm. um so we have a young girl by the name of shamina begum i think begum begum mm-hmm. um she is typically known as the isis bride who a couple of years ago i think she's now 19 when she was 15 her and i think two of her friends i think one of them was her sister i don't know i know that yeah. i think they were all in the same school yeah they essentially they left here to go to syria I believe, and become a part of ISIS. Yeah. So she is now 19 years old and she now wants to come back 
to the UK. Mm. Um, this has caused a bit of an uproar because, as you know, you do you know ISIS are sworn enemies of the United Kingdom and a lot of other countries in the world. Mm. And there's been a huge debate about whether or not they should let her back into the country because she's mm. a British citizen. I think Sav- she was a British she was citizen. a bit British. I can't even say that British citizen. I think the current case now is that um, Sajid. I can't pronounce his name, Sajid Javid has actually stripped her of her citizenship. So again, that's caused another uproar because obviously you've got human rights people saying that you can't do this because, you know, she is born and bred here in Britain. She is a citizen. So therefore she has a right to come back to the UK. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other side of the argument where she's, where people are like, well, no, she gave up that right. The minute she decided to become a traitor, and obviously be part of ISIS. Mm. So, you know, she's been filmed basically trying to give her side of the story, but it doesn't look too good for her because in my humble opinion, just watching her speak, even though she's 19, Mm. she still speaks like a 15-year-old child, if that makes any sense. Like, I don't think she has any concept or any understanding of what it is that she's done. This is somebody who I see as somebody who's been properly groomed yeah. and is has been coached really well. Yeah. And I think the reason why she wanted to come back is because she's now pregnant. She's since had her baby, mm. literally, I think maybe like two days ago, mm-hmm. she wanted to come back with her baby um, so that her baby can be safe. Because I think whatever's going on where she is, whatever part of the world, um, it's not a good place for kids to be. It's probably not as she was told it would be. Yeah. And she's got herself in a bit of a pickle. So now she's like, mother mode, I need to get back to a country where I know my child is going to be safe. Yeah. So, so many things to kind of like discuss with that. So let's start with whether or not we, you think, or we think that she was groomed to go over there. I think, um, well, can I just answer the ultimate question, which is, do I think she should be allowed back in the UK? Yeah. I do think she should be allowed back in the UK. Mm. And I base that on the fact that she was groomed. Mm. So she, 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 in my view, is a victim of grooming and exploitation. Mm -hmm. And if that's right, and I do say that that is right, then she um, needs to be treated like a victim and not um, penalised criminalized stigmatized um in the way that she is being and has been um it, through the media mm. <coughs> i find it i th- i find it i find it reprehensible actually mm. that um media outlets are approaching going to her speaking to her mm. interviewing her when this is somebody who has been through such an experience, you don't even know what the mindset is of this person. And you have got her on front street, yeah. asking her questions, asking her how does she feel, trying to elicit responses from her that almost, almost like you want those you want those responses to prove to you mm. that she cares, to prove to you that she is um, she is sorry to prove to you that she deserves your sympathy. But the fact is, and, and these are the facts, she left the UK age 15. Mm. She was, in the eyes of the law, 
in the eyes of any reasonable adult, a child. Mm. She was 15. Mm. She had already been radicalised by that stage. Yeah. The moment a 15-year-old from East London wants to leave East London, no matter what her family life was like, just think about what she did. Her and three friends, they left East London. They went to Syria. We had seen what was going on in Syria. Yeah. Via Turkey. They left crossing borders. Anyhow. <laughs> Me that doesn't even want to go to South yeah. London. <laughs> Our whole Syria. Mm-hmm. Do you realise what must have been going on? Yeah, a 15-year-old yeah. girl. I think that's... Let's like, look at what, what yeah. was her life like before that? Where had she been before that? Mm. Had she even crossed to northwest London? Mm. But now she's in Syria. Does that sound to you just, you know, sh- like a sensible decision? Mm. Does that sound to you like, a, a, like a, a real considered decision? Could she go off and get married in the UK? No, she couldn't. Mm. You, at 15, she wouldn't be able to get married. But, but she chose to do that. But we have to we have to recognize and we have to accept that actually, if it's for anything else, we wouldn't have allowed her consent. We wouldn't have allowed her decision to to, to rule the day. So if she yeah. wanted to get married, she could. It'd be no. Yeah. If she wants to buy cigarettes, it would be no. But she's done that. So you have to look at it through that same viewpoint that she must have been, in my view, she must have been brainwashed and she's gone over there. Now, for whatever reason, and we know some of the reasons, she's had two children that she's, they've died. Mm. Her two babies. So she's now 19. In the space of four years, she's had two babies that she's born and they've died. She's now um, had a young baby. She's looking at her, she's living in a refugee camp. I think, I think she should, she should be, but I'm not saying she should be welcomed mm. back here. Yeah. But That's not going to happen anymore. No, people she know should that. be brought back here. Yeah. And what's all this talk of, you know, the intelligence services saying that they want to engage, you know, they want to engage with people in certain communities and they want information mm. and they want intelligence and it's intelligence that helps to fight terrorism and all those things. I mean, she's been in the belly of the beast mm, if, mm. if we're to believe what's gone on. she, How much information must she, she have? have? Yeah. Also as well... Um, Apparently, four hundred Syrian former, like four hundred, um, sorry, British, um, people who were born here and went to Syria. So four hundred of them have actually been sent back to the UK. Mm. So my thing is, okay, so why isn't she allowed back? But you've already allowed four hundred people to come back. If that's the case, what is it about this particular girl that is so? much more special than the 400 people that you've allowed back into the country. I just feel like for some, for some reason, I just feel like it's her sex, her, her religion, her background and what she had the childish temerity to do. Mm. That's, that's what it you is. You married somebody from ISIS. They're holding yeah. that against her in a way that, you know, when you think about it, we, we, we have a duty to protect our young people. We know that young people and big old adults mm-hmm. have been radicalized and have gone on to do some terrible things. Mm. You know, we know that as a fact. So how are we able to just have this kind of disconnect between her actions and the fact that she must have been radicalized? And why are we not looking at that? Mm. Why are the government not looking at that and saying, hold on, actually, to ensure 
that that doesn't happen again. We need to work backwards with this girl. Perhaps we do need to bring her back. Perhaps we need to find out how she was radicalized. How can we avoid it? Where did she go? Mm. What information might she be able to give? Those are the things that we yeah. should be thinking about if we're seriously wanting to reduce the risk of it happening again, rather than just this kind of knee jerk. Now, nah, man, she's 15. Mm-hmm. She made her choice. She made her bed. Now she's got to. Imagine if we said that about every 15 year old. Oh, my God. There'd be no 15 year olds left. <laughs> Come on. So I, I honestly believe that it's in, in part to do with. As I said, her sex, Mm. you know, her cultural background, her religion and things like that, that make her make her completely unpalatable um, in terms of those who who, who believe they are tasked with Mm. with handing out sympathy cookies. She's not going to get one. So now she is she now officially stateless then because well they said they said that because um, of her parents' Bangladeshi background. that they she she would have citizenship there but Bangladesh well, they don't want to yeah she's never been there before so that you know they've washed their hands of her so what does that what does that mean she's just she's just there effectively yeah now that she's had her british citizenship stripped from her in in in, in direct contrary mm. contrary to um the guidance that 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 um, Mr. Javid signed off yeah, on, yeah, yeah. which is you've got to bring them back. You've got to work out how. Yeah. It, now for her, it's all gone out the window. Knee jerk, mm. knee jerk. And for all those people, because I've been listening to a lot of talk radio, been reading a lot about it. You see a lot of commentary online. For all those people who are so gung ho about these things, this is why you always have to practice caution when the state take these radical steps mm. against against the rule of law and i do say that this is a step against the rule of law because you know what it is that's just a fin of the fin end of the wedge mm. that's all it is it's the thin end of the wedge it's Ten mad to me time, because it it's be... like think of somebody like um gary glitter mm-hmm. who's been out there in like east asia raping and molesting all these boys and stuff like that and girls and girls why has his citizenship never been taken? There's people that's been moving mad way before this girl was even born. But this is the time you choose to do this. I just think it's very, it's weird. And like I said, if 400 people have been sent back here, what is it about this girl? That's what I'm saying. You've got to look at all the nah. other candidates. You've got to look at all the other candidates and look at how they've been dealt with. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, I think some of these press some of these press outlets that interview this girl and she's, you know, she's sitting there in the um, hijab that we know some members of even the current government or mm. their backbench got now, a major have had, problem right, with it. Yeah. Have had major problems with, have been extremely, um, you know, disregarding about and have, have certain, certain right views about. So you have close-ups of her sitting there. You're asking her questions like, well, do you regret what you've done? Do you Mm. regret? Do you feel bad? I mean, what about those ISIS beheading videos? What do you say about... Mike, look, Mm. you know when... I I just want you to put yourself back in, or everyone that's listening, put yourself back in your your biggest hellhole. You know, just that whatever that biggest hellhole was... 
put yourself back in that biggest hellhole and put yourself in it for for even a year. Because mm. she's been away for four years. Mm. Put yourself in it for even a year. And then come and sit in front of a camera and start talking sense. Mm. Someone's firing questions at you. But that's why I said she still sounds like she's a 15-year-old girl to me. Because I'm looking at I'm like, I know that you're 19, but how you're speaking is how I hear teenagers speak. Like very much like, you know, quite nonchalant, quite matter of fact. And like, you know, they wanted her to give more than what she had. But she's literally telling you how it was. Like, yeah, I did see heads in um. A basket. To me, yeah, to me, I did see seems, this. I did see that. Yeah, you're right. She seems, she seems, she seems mm. flattened. I think they the want her to be crying, rolling about on the floor. Please take me back. Yeah. Uh, that them kind of big theatrics and everything, so yeah. that the press can put it out there. Yeah, and it's just clickbait, clickbait, clickbait for them and everything. Oh yes, we broke her down and that kind of thing. But you, you don't know where her head is at right now. You really don't. And, that's and, I've, right. yeah, and that is the saddest thing because you you missed the opportunity to kind of, find if you like, you find out where, your, where her head is at. Find out what's going on. Because if you think there's not another Samina out there sitting in East London, West London, North London, up and down this country, watching Thank all you. of this, getting ready to join ISIS again. Thank you. You lot are stupid. You actually had a golden nugget sitting in your hand and you Thank could have you. pumped this girl for so much information. But now look, no. And also de-radicalized her. You know, she's still, she's still young. She's still malleable. She's, she's, if, if the purpose of, of a prison sentence is in part mm. rehabilitation. And we do that for people who commit heinous crimes here. Mm. We imprison them. And part of that, that the penalty Part of the prison regime is in part penal, but is also in part rehabilitation. Where is the rehabilitation for this young girl? Mm. Where, does that just go out of the window? We don't hold that. We don't hold that ideal um, um, open for her that she may be able to be re rehabilitated, that she may be de-radicalized. That is the bit that I find yeah. grossly unfair in this in this situation. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I don't. But think, again, yeah. it's one of those stories that. I don't think this is the bottom line mm -mm. at all. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. The citizenship thing really just like kind of got to me. I'm just like, mm -hmm. all mm. right. Because essentially we're all like, I'm a British citizen, even though I'm like, we're first generation born. So if we do anything remotely bad, does that mean that we're like up that's for the chop? Said. It's the thin end of the wedge. It okay, is. Okay, that's interesting. All right, let's move on because, boy, let's talk about Gucci. <laughs> Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <sighs> Not no more. Not no more. <laughs> Not no more. I could just. Do you know oh, what's gosh. making me sad? Like I'm remembering, like on my birthday, I was at the airport getting ready to go to Singapore for my birthday, and I thought I'm gonna treat myself. I'm gonna go in a Gucci shop. I'm gonna buy those glasses that I've seen, and I really want them. And I go in there, and they're like, "We're really sorry. We actually sold the last pair yesterday." Mm -hmm. I think that was God telling me, "Don't buy these motherfuckers things <laughs> 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 because you're gonna come to regret it." And so said, so, so done. done. So if you guys don't know Gucci, Fendi who's the other label is it Prada no Gucci Prada I don't think Fendi's transgressed just yet oh uh, Montclair and um, the latest one was Burberry with the news yeah so Gucci Gucci had a sweater out. I'm not even <laughs> going to say designed because it's just a black sweater yeah. a roll neck sweater you can roll up the neck it comes to cover the lower part of your face including your mouth and that sweater is black and around the mouth area there 
appears to be um, mouth opening, a mouth like. opening, which is ringed in red, and then the person's mouth can then be um, seen um, behind that, and so it resembles mm. the um, the the black face of yesteryear, where you had white performers blacken their face ring their mouths in red and you could then see their teeth their white teeth mm. and the whites of their eyes and they were effectively lampooning um supposedly lampooning black people mm. hence blackface um and so this jumper which retailed at about 900 pounds i just want to add that in was just so was I mean, it was ridiculous yeah. in its form. It was actually ridiculous. <laughs> Even as a design, it's like, who is doing what? that with a it was For like a what? roll neck over a mouth. Why are you? But even the mouth doing was that? like had a slit in it to mimic an actual mouth. Uh, but then but then you could have just left it black. Yeah. But you went for the big mm. red. So it completely resembles blackface. And then so what happens? There is the familiar cycle that we've all been on now. <laughs> there was the outrage. <laughs> there was the outrage, the right outrage, in my view, from um, the black community and beyond. Mm. There was the apology and the withdrawal of the product from Gucci's shelves. And then the apology saying that there was never any mean to cause offence. I don't see how in mm. 2019 you would be unaware of the phenomena of blackface and you were not unaware because that design wasn't even subtle. It wasn't even, mm. t wasn't even sort of like it. It was exactly that way. And then there was the calls for boycott. And so people were saying um, boycott black brands, boy uh, sorry, boycott um, all of these brands because they are racist and we need to support black brands. Okay, I accept that. And I think that that's right. And I think that we need to get to that stage where um, we kind of think more cleverly with our money and where we're going to spend it. But at the same time, how long are we going to keep <laughs> going around in these circles? Like, seriously, how mm. long are we going to keep going around with this outrage marketing how long are these brands going to just be taking absolute liberties um with our history how long is this going to be going on for and when when do we say enough is enough and just say do you know what i, I don't even want to i'm not even gonna i'm not even trying to buy <laughs> i'm not trying to buy what you're <laughs> selling like what's the answer what how do we do it I mean, I, I think I think one of the, the main things is we have to start supporting our own brands. Yeah, that's it, really. I'm fed up and making noise about basic stuff. Like, I'm tired of people saying, oh, they don't know. It's just ignorance. They do know. Yeah. They know perfectly well. And I, for one, can tell you that this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. This isn't new, um, particularly brands in Europe, European brands. 
Italian brands. They've yeah. all been doing it for the longest amount of time. It is not new. So what we need to do, rather than getting head up and getting upset and getting vexed, is to take our money and spend it within our own communities. We've said this so many times. There are amazing um, black designers out there yeah. who um, do amazing stuff. And we've been telling, telling um, people on our own platform that, you know, here are you know, just 10 examples of some amazing designers yeah. that you can spend your money with. Yeah. Like we don't need to, you know, to spend money with these people if they're going to disrespect us yeah. at every turn. And it just, it just, it's annoying. And what what's really ironic about all of this is that most of these designers will tell you a lot of their influences come from street style and a lot of street style comes from black people. We, we create so much, yeah. you know, in terms of creativity, in terms of a general look mm -hmm. that people come and take from us. We know that. Yeah, they come and take from us and then they go and they put it on their catwalks and sell it for about three, four figures. And we're out there scratching at the neck, trying to buy it simply because some designer decided this is worth this amount. Yeah. So my thing is like, let's just buy from ourselves. I'll, I'll tell you a story. So like, Years ago, for those of you that don't know, I actually have a, a degree in fashion technology mm -hmm. and I studied at the um, Kent Institute of, of Art and Design. Hey, Kayad. Hey. Um, so at the time when I was studying, it was all about, you know, cool Britannia. Like Tony Blair was um, prime minister and the two kind of darlings of the fashion world at the time were Alexander McQueen mm -hmm. and John Galliano. Oh, now, Galliano I don't know if you remember yeah. when John Galliano did a collection that was heavily denim based mm. and had a lot of denim print on it. He did a lot of bleaching with denim and everything. He made design those saddlebags with the big CD. He was working for Christian Dior at the time, right. the big CD on there. He had said that that particular collection was inspired by watching a video of um, Lauren Hill, the everything is everything video. So right. if you watch that video, you'll see there's a lot of double denim, denim mm. in there. Mm -hmm. So, just to kind of show you what I'm talking about, these designers, they're fully aware of black culture and the black yeah. people and what we do in terms of street styling, how we create a look, how we style it together, how we piece it together. My man literally said, I watched the Everything Is Everything video by one of our icons, yeah. Lauren Hill, yeah. and was so inspired that, that, by that, he made an entire collection yeah. based on that. And that was all the way back, like what, late 90s? Yeah. So that is an example of that. So don't let these designers fool you into thinking that what they design is any better than what the things that we do yeah so go and support your black designer let them put their their price tag on it and go and buy it in the same way you would go and buy gucci or a fendi or a prada or this that and the third yeah and that is it i think and another thing that also needs to be pressed upon is the fact that you're saying that they do look at our culture for what's that word for inspiration yeah they do all the they, time it also means that they know the they also know the historical context yeah. when you study fashion you yep. study the history of I fashion I can tell you that you have to do that and shit nobody nobody is going to be blind to if you if you take pieces from a black culture and just the way that black culture is front and center there is going to be absolutely no way that you do not know about the fact that blackface was a serious issue mm. is completely like is is a big racial no no. Yeah, There's yeah. going to be absolutely they, there may be some things that you don't know about the black culture that can't be one of them. Yeah, that cannot be one of them. 
no, it happens all the time. We were talking about, was it Stella McCartney the other day when she made her collection and it had, um, what did she take? What did she take? Was it African print? Ankara print, yeah. Ankara print. And she made that, put it on her catwalk, put it in her show. She probably sold it for God knows X amount of money. Like, do you remember when, um, Mark Jacobs. One, not March. Who is it that took, you know, the, 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 um, the, um, what do you call it? The fishnet Was it Tommy vest. Red, red, gold, and green. Yeah, it was no, it was Ralph Lauren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that vest you can get into in Brixton Market <laughs> for all of a pound. My man put it on his collection, and people are bracking their neck to buy all. I can be like, look, let's go down to the market now. We can buy a bag of them, yeah, and sell it for yeah. whatever it is that they're selling it for. But no, mm. because it's from the market, it's not good enough. It mm. doesn't have that premium value. Yeah. Let's go down to these we have designers. To start putting so a we premium. need to, yeah, we need to stop doing this nonsense of. What is over there is much better than what we've got here. When it comes from us, are you mad? Mm. Nah, we've got to stop doing that. Yeah. So yeah, so like I said, buy black, support black. Don't bother brucking your neck and complaining about these people because this is what they do. Exactly. And it's like, you know, that kind of like, what they call it? The scare tactic mark marketing, I guess. Mm. So yeah. So anyway, moving on to the last subject. If you got anyone you want to put into Shady Corner... I just feel as though <laughs> oh, God. we need to talk about this because um, I saw this picture recently on um, Instagram. Yeah. And it was of, um, let me just say this. <laughs> let me just say this. Sorry. Anthony Joshua. <laughs> Yo, is a spice of life. Let me tell. Let me like. Sorry, I've got. We've got it on live at the moment, so I'm trying to move this out of the way because I need. This is important. Actual spice. This is of important. Life. I just want to know. This is who I'm putting in shady corner. Yeah. Who released that picture of my dude? <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Yes. No, oh, I'm not talking about. No, that. I know. I. Mm. You can All come right. on to that. Uh, one. I'm gonna go into the next. I bit. want to know <laughs> who released this picture of my Anthony. <laughs> Looking crackish. <laughs> Have you not seen that picture? I've before? never seen it before. I've seen it so many times. So look, so look, so look. Before we get onto your one, yeah, which also has to do with Anthony Joshua. <laughs> my one, my my shady corner is whoever's trying to whoever's trying to throw shade on on my AJ by releasing that picture. It's not gonna work. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> okay kill that picture all you need but to do is going, just pretend that it didn't even happen it didn't happen gone over my it didn't head. happen because i'm telling you who's going into the light <laughs> mm. whoever done his teeth thank you he looks beautiful. <laughs> his smile his smile lights up my world oh okay my over God. To you, all right so i just want to preface this by saying i am part i'm probably the ceo member of the anthony joshua appreciation society <laughs> so what we're not going to do is when anthony's doing his job and we're in press conferences what we're not going to do is come from my mother-in-law oh it's just going to happen so the what's the guy ace what's the guy's name Big Baby Miller, listen, let me tell you something. You don't ever in your life. Who is You she? don't want me. You already got problems with, with, with Anthony. Did you see his undefined arms? He was The way he me. was talking was more than reckless. It was overly disrespectful. I know you're trying to promote a fight. Yeah. But listen, first. What first, did he say? Take it back. Explain the story. Took it, what take it. Say? So they're in at Madison Square Garden doing a press conference, talking about how, um, you know, and then they try to spice up the fight, but he was doing the the spiciest like yeah. trying to add paprika yeah, garlic doing the, most. doing the most with the least <laughs> talking about 
Anthony's mum. No, that was too much. That was way too much. That what are you doing? Much. Don't talk about Auntie like the, that. The minute he did that, let me tell you, every girl, oh, forget <laughs> the guys, every girl was like, Wakanda forever, tap, tap with the spear. <laughs> Assume the position, we, we go in. What, what, what time, where do we need to assemble? <laughs> yeah? Just over the top. Like, what yeah. you, and I have to really like hand it to, 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 to Anthony because, listen, my mum, you don't, you don't want, listen, no, yeah, can't tell me about my mother <laughs> right on a Steph London flex you cannot and the way that he kind of it lo- looked like it took everything in him not to get up there yeah and fly kick this man in his throat because mm. I'm like you're doing the most and also as well you're about five stone overweight I don't know how he you're gonna awful. lose that he looks awful right so he's going in shady yeah corner. you can do one mate him and the person who tried to release the picture to Out shade my Anthony is going into shady corner who are you putting into the light who am I putting in the light um I'm going to put myself in the light. <gasps> Can I come? No, there's no <laughs> space. And also as well, you're on my good side where the light needs to be. I'm only joking. Um, I just, I'm putting myself in there because I've just been working quite hard. And just yesterday, no, not yesterday, maybe two days ago, mm-hmm. I launched um, officially the Black Girl Fit Fest Instagram page. Mm-hmm. I'm going to launch website. I'm going to do a lot of things with this page. And actually... I've kind of seen that this is definitely the direction that I want to go. I really want to kind so of tell us highlight. what Black Girl Fit Fest so is So Black about. Girl Fit Fest, basically, it's just a page that kind of highlights a lot of black women working and doing excessively, extremely well, rather, in the fitness, in the fitness industry. So what I'm going to do, I am going to focus quite heavily on UK and European um, people. You will see American people as well. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like... In terms of, okay, so whenever we have the, this argument about music, say, for instance, there's always this thing that, you know, we don't get enough accolades as black people. We don't get enough appreciation. We, we don't get enough um, anything, really. Yeah. And then the counter argument to that is, well, you only make up 3% of the population anyway. Right. So that's why. But that 3% always far exceeds what everyone else what, is doing what everyone else is doing and it definitely our effort level and our contribution and our influence way outseeds the 3% so for me that's why in certain areas we need to be a little bit more visible right. i feel that in music i feel that in fashion and i definitely feel that in sports yeah so if we take somebody like serena williams for instance someone Mm. who has not only changed the game of tennis she's actually changed the game of sport and fitness Mm. beyond it's like we always have to like you know go that one step further muhammad ali did it Mm. serena williams is doing it Mm. so so for me i'm like as a black woman she gets so much like hate and so much heat and it's like do you not understand what she's actually done? No, no, no. But this is the thing. They fitness. do understand, love. Yeah. Don't ever get fit full this for the okie dokie that they I don't need understand. To, yeah, they I do need understand. to stop saying that because I realise that they do. But I think it's just this disbelief of like, she's doing all of this, but yet you lot are still like mm. chatting, chatting, chatting. So it's not just Serena. It's other girls as well. Other women, rather, who... Mm. I, I know women in boxing that are doing ex- excessively well. I know women in pole, in twerk, twerking classes, um, um, bodybuilders, kind mm. of Olympic flipping lifters. Like I need, I know all of these, like stunt women, mm. like, and they're all black and like, they need to be and up there. And shine. So tell us the more. name of the page. So the page is called Black Girl Fit, Fit Fest. So 
like I said, if any of you guys out there know of anybody that you feel like this girl is amazing and what she does in terms of her choice of fitness. Yeah. So she might be a yoga instructor. She might be a nutritionist. Yeah. She might be this, that and the third. Please contact me and let me know because I really want to start highlighting, you know, other people, particularly in this country as well, because we just don't have a, enough network of people kind of, you know, coming together and saying, oh, this girl does this and this girl does that. And, you know, there isn't really a page that I've seen that I think is kind of is kind of doing that. There's lots of pages that are set up sp specifically for, yeah. this is how you grow your, your, your booty and this is how you grow your this, that and the third, but there's nothing that actually kind of educates you and shows you. Right, so the page right is here. spelt... BLK Girl Fit Fest underscore. So that's Black Girl Fit Fest. BLK Girl Fit Fest. Yeah. So Miss Lala's putting herself in the light. I'm just exiting up next to her. Yeah. And we are two girls in a mic. And we will be back here next week for this podcast. Make sure you keep it tuned in. You can join us on our Instagram live. You can listen to our <laughs> podcast on iTunes. No, I play. Yeah, it is iTunes. Yeah. iTunes, um, SoundCloud and all the rest of it. Listen to us, rate us, subscribe us. Subscribe Pass it on us. as well, guys. Like this year, it has to be our year of kind of getting up and out there because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that we feel like we're better than not trying to be. No bossy. shade. Not trying to be bossy, just trying to spit facts. That's all. But, yeah. <laughs> so but tell no. a friend to tell a friend and catch us back here next week. Peace. Bye. Bye. <laughs>